Hash House and Circle Up. Welcome to On On, the Hash House Harrier podcast for interviews, history, and stories. I'm your host, Ra. Today on the podcast, we're in Bangkok, Thailand, with a hasher who started with the KL Harriets in the 1970s and has been hashing in Asia for over 45 years. Welcome on the podcast today, Hima. Hi, Hima. Thanks indeed, Rob. Hima, let's get everybody introduced to you. When and where and how did you first start hashing? I was sent up from Australia to design bridges in KL. One of the guys in the office, Jeff Connor, dragged me out to the hash. Eventually, he tried many times. I just crawled out of a 100-mile-an-hour head-on car accident in Australia. So I was a bit sort of mixed up. Jeff dragged me along, and the first Harriet's run I went on, I will never forget. He explained a little bit about, you know, on on and following a paper trail and what it's all about. Right. Off we went, top of a hill, first check. We'd been there about 15 minutes and no one found anything. And I thought, well, what about along that ridge there? No one's been there. So I went along the ridge and sure enough, there was paper. So I bellowed on on and really I never stopped since. (laughs) Well, what was it like then? So that was... 1975? Yeah, August 75. Uh-huh. And what was it like then? How many people and how? what was the mix of men and women in those days? Oh, I guess it would have been sort of 50-50, male-female, and I suppose 40 or 50 people on the run. Expats and locals? Oh, yes, very, very mixed. So with 50 people or so, you had Australians and the usual mix of expats that were in Malaysia at that time? Yep, that's right. Yeah, cool. The hash traditions that the KL Harriet's had at that point started. You're having a circle, singing songs, and all that. Yeah, not, not not so much singing uh, with with the ladies. That was more thing from from the hash. You know, the the, the men only hash. Right. Shortly after I did that first run with the Harriet's, I was invited along for a for, as a guest to. To Mother Hash, one was entitled to one guest run. Right. Um, then you had to wait till somebody either died or got transferred and there was a vacancy, and then you could move in. Because they kept it limited to 100 members. Right. Which a lot of people complained about, but in fact it was good in so much as you got to know everybody. These big hashes where you get 150, 200 people, you just can't get to a nice, close, warm sort of relationship that you got with Mother Hash. But eventually I got invited into Mother Hash sometime the end of 75 or possibly possibly January 76. Mm-hmm. I then found myself appointed as the on sec after about, about 18 months or so. Wow. Yeah. It was one of these things. Uh, I had been doing some, I did a lot of traveling for my work. I'd been up in Bangkok here and I actually ran on Bangkok Hash run number two, which is a <sighs> Uh, some some uh, dispute among various old farts who, who who challenged that, but no one's ever been able to prove me wrong. <laughs> uh, I went back down to KL and I wrote an article for KL Hash Circulum. You know, uh, Bangkok Hash now exists, right? But it had long been thought of as impossible because of the traffic situation here. Anyway, I wrote the article. A couple of weeks later, it got published, and a couple of weeks later, the onsec Woodsy found himself transferred back to to Brisbane. And uh, we were sort of standing around the beer truck having a few beers. And the, there was an announcement that Woodsy was leaving. And we need a new on sec. Everyone who does not want to be on sec, please take one step forward. 
<laughs> apparently, I didn't move. I hadn't been listening very carefully. <laughs> and the next day, I found out I was the onset. Oh, you had been hashing with them for 18 months. So you knew well the what the role was? Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Well, Jeff and I were in the same office. So he helped me quite a bit with the early circulars. And then I ended up as the onset on my own. How much work was it to be on sack of Mother Hashner? Oh, well, it tended to make Tuesday morning not very, very productive in the office. Uh, all right. Because, you know, the on sec actually had to do the write-up. Right. You do the write-up, get your secretary to type it, edit it, print it, um, you know, fold the bloody thing up, put, stick stamps on and address labels, and then chuck them in the post box. So that took a morning. <laughs> um, and uh, I managed to sort of keep that sort of low key so that my my big boss didn't see too much of it and he didn't uh, say too much so that was that and then of course the way mother hash worked in those days at the agpu they needed two new joint masters the recognized thing was as long as you'd done a reasonable job as hash cash and on sec you know those two guys tended to move up and become joint masters right normal progression yeah oh yeah so the next bloody thing i find i'm the joint master <laughs> Or a joint master with Poibu Lake. I enjoyed all that. That role is a very powerful role in the Mother Hash, right? I mean, you could basically come up with traditions or anything you want if you wanted to try, right? Yeah, the OnSec the pretty well runs the show, yes. yes. Uh -huh. I don't know whether it's still that way now. I still have contacts down there, but I haven't been down for two or three years because of these bloody bugs going right. you can't leave Ireland. I did that... Sorry, let me just ask you, after you joined Mother Hash, did you continue running with the Harriets? Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Okay. Okay. Uh, also, I started running with the what was the hash on Saturday afternoon. God, I can't remember. It was a Saturday afternoon hash as well. Good to get out of the office. I was you know, running construction work, so it was good to get out Saturday afternoon and go for a bit of a run. So you're doing three a week on a normal week? Afternoon, I was doing three rash runs a week, yes. Yeah, yes. wow. Oh, the, the, the Pataling hash, that's the name I can't remember. Yeah, Pataling. right. Was Chibai there? Oh, yeah. Chibai, well, Chibai, of course, was the founder or co-founder of the, the, the PJ Animals. Because Mother Hash, you know, was very insistent on, on restricting membership to 100, you know, people, the Chinese guys got, got fed up with waiting. So they went ahead and said, oh, okay, buggy, you will form our own hash. Right. So that's how the, that's how the PG animals got formed, which of course was Chibai, who, who regrettably is no longer with us. Right. That you know, give me a bit of relaxation. A few of these things are very interesting. Let me just ask you about the onset's a pretty powerful position. Then you go to joint master, and then you go back to just a regular member. What's that like? Once what's the traditions or ceremonies for that? Are there anything in Mother Hash with that handover? You just go back. No, nothing particular, I don't think. Not that I can remember. Breathe a sigh of relief. How long did it take you to write up the hash trash, the actual composing? Well, you know, it's take an hour to write the thing. Yeah. Okay. And then you get it typed and, you know, read the, read the correct the typing errors. And, <laughs> and, and and remember, that this is going back to the time when we had typewriters, you know. We didn't have uh, word processors and things. Um, right, yeah. It was, a, it was Tuesday morning was pretty well written off. <laughs> Yeah, VLD didn't get much out of me though. So, but uh, I, I did plenty of other stuff, plenty of overtime, so they couldn't complain too much. And the city's grown gigantically. Can you talk a little bit about what it was like setting trails and wrecking trails, and what the landscape was like for all the the different hashes you were on? Did they all run in the same areas? 
Yes, um, and occasionally, you know, there were there were mix-ups. Uh, you know, paper trails crossed each other, yeah. but not too often. By and large, it, it, it seemed to sort of sort itself out. To my mind, you know, Malaysia is still the best running hash running country that I can ever remember being in. You know, in those rubber plantations, palm oil plantations, quite a bit of up and down hills. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, in Bangkok here, it's flat as a board. Yeah. What about the beer drain oil? Describe the shandy tub. How were you getting beer in those early days in Mother Hashin? Yeah, well, there had been a long tradition of having uh, ginger beer, ginger beer shandies, right? Which um, are wonderful, you know. When when you come back from you know an hour, hour and a half of pounding your lungs out uh, through rubber plantations and stuff, you you really do need something to rehydrate. Ginger beer shandies are are wonderful. Mm-hmm. For a couple of those, and then of course you get into the more serious anchor anchor beer. Did a lot of people have drivers then, and you would be free to drink as much as you want? Not that many people with drivers by then, um, and I uh, certainly never had a one. So, uh, well, you know, one learned how to how to uh, you know get home from the hash without having any any serious accidents. <laughs> yeah, you were there. It was eight years that you were hashing in Malaysia. In total, yes, but about five, five and a bit years in KL, and then I, I, I got fed up with VLD and quit. And at the same time, I got offered a job by a company, Global Engineering, over in Sarawak, mm. working for Shell, and I took it up. So I went over to Sarawak, and I was there for almost three years hashing in Sarawak was enjoyable. We had a pretty strong hash in Miri, but I spent most of my time in Bintulu. But, uh, you know, I still managed to get a, get a run in, you know, whenever whenever I pass through somewhere that had a hash. And what about the first inner hashes that you went to in uh, 1980? You know, 1978 was the first inter hash in Hong Kong. Mother hash more or less boycotted it. Right. Uh, and the reason was that we could Never get much sense out of Hong Kong. Well, you know what it's like trying to get any sense out of anybody hash group around the world. <laughs> um, so we, we couldn't really find out what was going on. And there was a great fear that somebody had got a hold of the hash and was using it to promote, you know, particular travel agencies because they were telling us about these wonderful air to airfares they'd got. Whereas, in fact, you could go out into the street in KL and almost any travel agent would give you cheaper quotes than what Interhash in Hong Kong were quoting. So we ended up pretty well boycotting it. Uh, there were one or two people passing through Hong Kong and they, they did go. But then, of course, came the question of, well, Interhash 1980, what the hell should we do? And eventually, uh, you know, Mother Hash put, put their hand up and said, yeah, OK, we'll do it. I sat in the middle of organizing that. I described it later on as, you know, organizing a piss up for 1,200 of the world's leading drunks. <laughs> Doing it in your spare time when you've no idea what you're trying to do. What was the venue? What was the main gathering place? In oh, uh, 80, I mean, just the, just the rubber plantations around KL. Yeah. And we came up with the idea of having a regular hash run on the Saturday, which we we set four runs from the same venue in the middle of the biggest rubber estate plant in, in the in the southern uh, Selangor. And then on the Sunday, we said, we really should get something more intimate. So we had the idea of setting 10, 15 small runs with, with uh, you know, 60, 80, maybe maximum 100 people on them. Ah. That went down very well. And it's tended to be the the, the process ever since i think yeah well another thing that's interesting maybe not 
the best news is there continues to be, and it's interesting to hear from the first day, there's always concern. Is somebody using the internet to make money? Yeah, so that that uh, that's yeah, come up yeah. that's come up quite a few more times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I know that. Yeah, I mean, I went to about four or five of the first interhashes. Uh, you know, forgetting about uh, Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. As I say, I sat in the middle of organising the second. I always had a mixed feeling about it. I, I enjoyed, you know, meeting up with uh, old hash friends from from all around the world. Sure. But I also had the, uh, the, the the problem that this really is not the hash. I mean, the hash is, is small groups of people going out, running in the rubber plantations, getting pissed afterwards. Yeah, kind of having a single, co- a single conversation. Yes. Whereas Interhash, because it's so big, you know, you, you can't have 5,000 people coming in there and applying the same sort of management that you do for running, running a, a regular hash with uh, 50 people. Yeah, I always had a, a bit of a problem with, with that. And I haven't been to an Interhash now for oh, many years. Yeah. Well, let me just ask you about a little bit more of the logistics of that. When you did the Sunday morning smaller runs, were those runs having circles? Did everyone just come back to the main venue? Uh, from what I can remember, we, we had a circle. You know, we had buses to take people out to the, to the various venues. Yeah. And then we had a circle at the end of it and then came back into town. And I think probably had a dinner somewhere. God, I can't remember. No, 1980. Yeah, that was- yeah four. <laughs> yeah. Were you able to keep any of those hash trash write-ups that you did as on sec from the 70s? Uh, I have a bundle of, of uh, KL hash circulars. Wrong. My God. I think from when I became the on sec, so that's about 1977, I, I do have about 10 years of uh, hash circulars. Oh, that's great. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, Filed in a very uh, in a shambolic fashion. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you think we could get a f- bunch of them scanned? Somebody in KL has done that. Ah. Uh, who the hell was it? I sent him all my circulars down. I got someone to, to cart them down. Ah, okay. Uh, well, we, we certainly scanned a lot of Bill Panton's things. Yes, yes, that would need to be done. That was done with some excess funds from Cardiff Interhash. They sent money down and had a whole bunch of stuff scanned, so they may have been part of that. I think it was, who the hell was it that, that, that did that? Neil, maybe. Hang on a second. <laughs> okay. Well, there they are. Yes. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this, is, this is Barry Dorr that did, did this. Ah, okay. D-A-W-E. Okay. Um, and this was his letter on the 26th of April 2012. Here with the following invaluable X3 run report files. Oh, this was me to him in April 12. And I went from 75, 76 through to 99. Wow. Not entirely continuous, a few bits and pieces missing. Yeah. I recovered them from Barry on the 4th of December 2015. Wow. Not quite sure why these are like this. Uh, oh no! This this is this is names and sort of membership stuff. Other bits and pieces. Yeah, their finest twenty three hours. This was time when we ran continuously from KL to Johor Bahru. How many people did that? We we ran a a relay. Right. And it was two hundred and forty two miles in twenty three hours. Wow! Wow! And I think we had about we had about six teams. Each uh-huh. team with about six people kept passing a baton on, changing the groups as you, as you went. Yeah. What was it for? Did someone who organized that? What was oh, it for? Oh, it, it was Jehovah Ruth 
450th or 500th, around 450, I think. And somebody said, oh, let's do a relay. I think Singapore has done a relay up to up to KL. Uh-huh. And we thought, well, you know, they could do that. We could run back down the other way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, let's talk about that Bangkok hash number two that you visited. Do you remember anything about that? That's So Bangkok started by Bill Panton. By Bill Panton, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I assume he was on run number two, most likely. Do you remember anything oh, no, about yes, that? For sure, yes, yes. Now, I was doing some work. I was running between KL, Bangkok, and, and Rangoon for work, you know, mm-hmm. doing bridge design work. Right. Um, and I came back into Bangkok from, from Burma, and the mate said to me, hey, there's a hash started. I said, oh, well, that's good news. Found out where it was, and, of course, I turned up together with Charles Harvey, and it was run number two. Wow. And that was an, uh, the traditional all-male Hash like KL. absolutely yes yes and BH3 continues these fine traditions yeah at that point Burma had Yangon had not started the hash is that right ah uh, let me where nineteen seven that was nineteen seventy seven I think I think Burma Rangoon hash would have been a little bit after that yes yeah somewhere I have the history of that somewhere it was started out of the Australian embassy ah you finished. The bridges that you built, that you were working on, did they all get built, or are they still there in Malaysia? Yeah, most of the stuff did get built, and uh, as far as I know, it's all still there. Yeah, okay. One, one or two of them, I was a bit surprised by that, but uh, uh, no, they're still all there. And then after Sarawak, you moved to Thailand. Yeah, I got transferred to Thailand. Shell was screaming out for a civil engineer up here. My boss got onto me because someone in Shell got into my boss about, hey, where's Snow? We need him up here. <laughs> Did you know at that point that you would be there for the next several decades, or is it just another expat stop? For no, you? no, but I had a bloody six-month contract. Uh-huh. I said, I didn't, I refused to go initially. I said, no, I'm not going up there. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. All right, I'll do six months. That was 40-something years ago. <laughs> And so you were familiar with the Bangkok hash already when you got when you got there. So you you, yeah, start, yes. you started up right away. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. As soon as I got here to to work, uh, I came up in April 1983. Well, once I got a bit a bit, bit settled down, I, I joined the hash, of course. And do you remember at that point were there any other clubs? Were the Harriets or any of the other clubs in Bangkok started yet? Uh, I think the Harriets and. The Monday hash had just started. I followed Saturday afternoon, which is BH3, the traditional men's hash. Yeah. Um, I've, I've run a bit with the other hashes, but mainly uh, BH3. Apart from Bill Panton, were there some other you know, long-term hashers or hashers that you've hashed with from those days? That uh, Who was there at the early days? Oh, in those days, I mean, we had Tim Hughes. All right. You know, All right. Magic with Brian Heath. Binky Moore, Richard Ellis, Wolfgang Detman, and a lot of these guys are still here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where along the way did you get your hash name? Ah, yes, yes, yes. That's caused some, some amusement. My family name is Snow, you know, Colin Snow. Right. Hima, with a short A, is Thai for snow. Ah, oh, okay. I thought it was blood when I first saw it. Yeah, okay. Hima, with a short A, is snow. Uh-huh. We were, when I was first here, we were out, you know, having dinner as usual uh, after the run down some restaurant around Kangheng Road. And, you know, the little waitress girls started, you know, fooling around as they often do. Uh, they're going around the table asking us what their, what our names were. Uh-huh. And being a smart son of a bitch, you know, I said, Kunhima, 
and the tires exploded with laughter. And eventually, I got them to tell me what I had said. Well, hima means snow, but hima means dog's arsehole. <laughs> uh, so that's the one that's your uh, hash name, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so I became hima. And, you know, I mean, I, I could never live that down. You know, so eventually I thought, well, the easiest bloody thing is to accept it. But I, I, I accept it as hima. So yeah. I, I sign letters and anything to do with the hash, I just sign off as hima. That's brilliant. And that is part one of the online podcast interview with Hima in Bangkok, originally with Mother Hash in the 1970s. There's lots more to come with his stories of Mother Hash and Bangkok hashing and his meeting with original onsack of the hash Torch Bennett in South Africa. This is the On On Podcast. Hasher voices, hasher stories, hasher history. New episodes every week. Till next time, on on. This is Ra. To close the circle, here's the hash anthem sung by Mother Hash. Swing low, sweet child.